Cause for Thought, a podcast brought to you by Animal Therapies Limited. In homes across Australia today, one in six women are experiencing domestic violence. Half of those women won't leave or they will delay leaving because of their pets. The fear that their dog or cat could be hurt, even killed by their violent partner if they leave the relationship or the pain of being separated from their animals often keeps them in a living hell. Amber was one of those women, but her story has a happy ending, one where she managed to remove herself, her child and her dogs from a violent relationship, thanks to the intervention of Safe Pets, Safe Families. Five years down the track, Amber is with a new partner, has recently given birth to their child and has her dogs Rufus, Ruby and Red by her side. Amber, welcome to Pause for Thought. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me your story, um, as much or as little as you would like? Yeah, so um, essentially about eight years ago now, I met my partner and we moved over to Western Australia together. We had a brilliant career opportunity. He was very, I guess, well established. He was quite well thought of and it was an opportunity that really we didn't want to turn down at that point in our lives and we moved over to Western Australia and got our first dog together Rufus and quite quickly after being there perhaps eight or nine months after he told us that it was time to move back here to South Australia without really much of an explanation everything was quite um quite a flurry and we had to pack everything up and come back and within a week everything had been boxed up and we were back here and Rufus came with us and we moved into our home here together Um, and once we were back here in Adelaide obviously we had to change jobs and everything everything was kind of up in the air and looking back at it it was a bit chaotic and maybe I should have picked up on something early on everything changed a little bit and I found out I was pregnant and when I found out that I was pregnant I also found out that he had also met another lady who he'd known for quite a long time and at that point um, being young I decided that I would stay there and stay with him and build on everything and so we patched things up and everything went back to some sense of normality and then I had my son Eli who's now five and once Eli had come into the world it was everything went downhill pretty quickly. The first kind of signs was that my bank accounts were being controlled and all my finances were being controlled and then it was finding out where I was going before I was going and I wouldn't be allowed to take my son with me at the same time as going out. And those were kind of the first steps and then it slowly eased into the physical side of things too. I had broken eye sockets, broken hands, glass through my hands. And at this stage, did you start to think you had one dog then or you had um, I had two, two dogs, dogs by, by then and were you thinking I've got to get out of this situation 
So when uh, my eye socket was broken, I genuinely believed that it was an accident and I believed everything that he said in that he was just out of control and he was having a bad day and it would never happen again. And naively, I believed that it would all be fine. It sounds very stupid now looking back at it. But then as things progressed and it was getting worse and it was a combination of, I guess, emotional and financial and then physical on top, I kind of clued onto the fact that, hang on a minute, I'm stuck in something and I can't get out of it. And that's when I kind of said, okay, I need to, in my mind, start preparing an exit here. Did you have friends to support you? Did you did you talk to anyone about this? It wasn't something that I felt like I could talk about. It wasn't... In my mind, I knew that what was happening was wrong and I didn't want to tell anyone so that they had that... I was still trying to somewhat protect him from them having bad opinions of him, as silly as that sounds. But it, it was essentially a friend that got me out of the whole situation because I'd gone to try and bridesmaids dresses with one of my friends for a wedding and she just happened to walk in and saw me covered in bruises and it was at that point where she said to me okay we've we've got to get out here what were you thinking about your animals at that stage did you think that you would have to leave them with him forever or did you how did what was your thought process then my animals because they protected me so much in the relationship. How did they do that? Um, there was an instance where I was, I was being hurt quite badly and my son was in another room in the bedroom and my two dogs at that point, Rufus and Ruby, Rufus came into the kitchen to help me and jumped and latched and pushed my partner at the time and Ruby went into the bedroom and lay with my son. And it's like they somehow knew that there was... Well, there were there were two people there who needed protecting and they it was like they knew where they had to go and how to help. So the idea of having to leave them behind, it was quite painful. Were you aware that if in leaving you... You, didn't, you couldn't probably, if you were going into emergency accommodation or refuge, that you couldn't take your dogs? Were you aware of that? And did that perhaps delay things a bit? Yeah, it definitely delayed because you don't want to leave your animals in a situation where you know that they could be hurt. And when they've done so much to protect you, like that they are as stupid as it can sound to some people, they are like a child to you. Like, my dogs are my babies. So it definitely delayed the process for me. And then how did you discover safe pets, safe families? So I had gone to... It wasn't like it wasn't a domestic violence shelter, but it was a place where you can go and have a chat with some counsellors and get some help. And I'd gone there and I'd raised my concerns about my animals and how I, did, I couldn't leave them behind, but I was still going there to feed them they were quite alarmed by the amount of danger that I was putting myself in by going back. And they gave me a flyer for safe pets. I literally got in my car and rang Jen straight away. And within 48 hours, my dogs were out of there. And how stressed were your dogs at this stage? 
They were pretty stressed. They had been left outside the inside dogs. They weren't getting the attention that they needed or the feet, like they lost a lot of weight and the anxiety was quite high. Like one of my dogs is current, like still on anxiety medication. Were, was your ex-partner violent to the dogs as well? Were you aware? He definitely wasn't gentle with them and did hurt them, but not in a, they were never, they never had to get vet treatment from it whilst I was there. But I know that they weren't cared for when I wasn't there. Yeah, so if it wasn't for my dogs, I wouldn't be alive. And if it wasn't for safe pets, safe families, they wouldn't be alive either. If you couldn't have housed your dogs, what do you think may have happened to them? They definitely would have had to have been surrendered um, at a minimum. And I don't like to think about it, but I don't know that all three would have made it through staying with him. So we now know that one in three women experiencing domestic violence don't leave or delay leaving because they have a pet. Yep. And it's hard enough to find accommodation for themselves and their children, and it's almost impossible to find a refuge which will take a pet. What needs to change, in your opinion? I think at an absolute minimum, emergency shelters need to be able to accommodate pets. And I think that way people can leave. And whilst it's not an ideal living situation, it's better than having to leave them and be doing what I did, going back and having that lingering thought over you but as well as having someone who can use the animals against you to make you go back that's quite common too. So Victoria and New South Wales have recently introduced legislation um, recognising that animal abuse is a form of family violence. How important do you think that is? I think it's massively important. This act allows women to leave with their pets but have their pets recognised under law as a valuable part of themselves, just like a child would be. And that means that these people who are violent, be it men or women, are able to be kept away and people can think more clearly. There's also a lot of growing evidence that points to a link between animal abuse and family violence. And that shows that animal cruelty occurs more frequently where family violence is also occurring. And that was your experience? Yeah, it's very common. Now, the other issue that's been raised, there's another aspect that needs to be under review because currently if a companion companion animal if a pet is registered to the violent partner as the owner the partner who escapes can be charged with theft yes um even when he is threatening the animal so i understand um that could be changed as well or that needs to be changed i think that definitely needs to be changed and it was a massive hurdle that i had to get over um and it made it exceptionally difficult The only way that I was able to get around that was using um, text messages that had been sent to me about um, how he was going to let the animals escape and run off or how the animals weren't going to be fed or hurt. Um, And that, you know, as horrible as it is, I was lucky to have that in writing in text message. A lot of people don't have that and have to forfeit the animal. And what's been um, actually proposed in Victoria is that there's a, pro- a bit of a problem with sometimes allowing uh, 
women and children and pets to go to the one place because other people there um, sometimes they have a fear of animals themselves or they have allergies. So what they've proposed is that dedicated animal shelters allowing for up to two months of care need to be made available. What are your thoughts about that? I think that's a really good idea because um, in my situation, the first people that I reached out to were the AWL and the RSPCA. And at that time, they didn't have those services. I'm not sure whether they have them now, but I think a lot of people in my situation, those types of places would be the first point of call. And it's quite a big, it's quite a devastating blow when they turn around and say that they they can't help. How long were you without your animals before you were reunited? It was a couple of months. Um, It was about two months. And tell us about the day when you were reunited. Just run us through that day. Um, so initially we said we'd, like I spoke at length with Jen about it and we said, wait till I'm settled in in my new house and then when I'm settled in, like the, the dogs will be brought back. And the next day I messaged Jen and I said, like, I can't wait any longer. I need, I need them to come home. And she had them organised so that they would be dropped off. And I just remember looking at Rufus and he ran through the door and Ruby was like, there's this big bounding mess she's got big massive ears and they were just flopping everywhere and I remember just holding on to them and I think I I just didn't go anywhere for days I just stayed there and held them and it was just they were happy to be home they could add they could definitely sense that I was more relaxed and just having them there made me like it was a fresh start but it just solidified that that I had all my family together and it was was a fresh start. And how important have those dogs been to you in terms of moving forward with your life? Exceptionally important because they just offer me so much comfort, but on top of comfort, I feel safe as well having them around. They're a massive part of my life. And five years down the track, you're in a new relationship. Yeah. You've got a new little baby and, yes. and life's out of ten. What would you Eleven. Eleven, that's fantastic. What message would you say to other women listening to this who are in the situation you were in? I would say that getting out seems like the most difficult and unimaginable thing, but you just have to take a big step. Know that there are services out there that can help and will help you. And once you're out... Every, it's like a whole new world. In terms of those services, mm-hmm. where do women find them? Um, there are a lot of services um, that you can get from just from speaking to your GP if you want to have a real private discussion online and now through social media. Social media is a massive, massive platform now. Amber, thanks so much for joining us today on Pause for Thought. You're extremely courageous and and I hope that other women listening to this, um, I'm sure actually you you will have given them hope. Um, There are some very powerful messages in there. Thank you so much. Thank you.